0: streaming live on 97.3 KEPW Eugene, Oregon Community Station. We are live on Facebook at the moment. This is Aisha Elliott and I am Black Girl from Eugene. I'm waiting for my guest Erin Hartville to join me here live and so it will take a few moments to get everything going. (laughs) um so i'm just waiting for some folks to come on there's not very many announcements this week although i have been um, going quickly out of my black girl from eugene hoodie so if y'all want one we only have small medium and large and just like a couple extra large left i don't i think so um, dm me if you're interested they are a pullover with a hoodie and they're 35 dollars each Um, Also, my Patreon is what supports this podcast, and I would love for anyone to join me there. I do uh, private videos, short, quick uh, informational videos, and I have an option to do a one-on-one question and answer for 30 minutes as well, and also just $5 supports the podcast and keeps it going. So um, I appreciate everyone who comes here weekly and supports me. Uh, You guys are the reason why I keep going. So I'm waiting for my guest uh who should be joining me soon i see her now Erin harville let's put her on let's see grand rising we're waiting for aaron to come on now i hope everyone's having a good morning sunday it's always sunny when i have to be inside a building like <laughs> but you know it is eugene and this is how it goes good morning Erin. how are you
1: Hey, good morning. How good.
0: are you? I'm really, really good. I want to make sure that we can hear you. It sounds like we can hear you because I have a Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you really well actually. Yay, we're doing it. It's working. <laughs> okay. So welcome, welcome. I am girl, okay, so I came on a little bit late because I was writing your bio. Sis's bio is literally inches. Inches long, okay? It's not even <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She said, I'm just getting started, sis. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to start with your bio so people know who you are and know why I think that you're fabulous and that I thought you should have a voice on the show because everyone should have a voice on this show who is a BIPOC community. I want to plug that real quick. I want everyone who is a BIPOC community to come here and, and express themselves and talk about their experience here in Eugene and we all are uh enduring this together and once we can talk out loud we can see and hear each other it makes us feel a little bit more at home right
1: yeah
0: for sure for sure okay so aaron and i wrote okay i wrote your bio on this big old board because i couldn't put it like so i'm gonna be looking over here while i read it and i did cut a few things none of your accomplishments out but just so i could get it down so okay so Aaron is a native of atlanta georgia which I'm so excited. Um, with experience in sports marketing, graphic design, and photography, I checked out your webpage. You need to drop it. I mean, your uh, Facebook and your Instagram, because so I was checking out what you had on your webpage there. It is amazing. You got to drop that so that people can go take a look, because you're doing some really cool stuff. Um, okay, so her passion for sports stems from its global impact and unifying power. A Bachelor of Arts in Integrated Strategic Communication with an emphasis in creative advertising from the University of Kentucky. You previously served as a creative service assistant for that same university, currently pursuing a master's in business in sports medicine from UO's Warsaw Sports Marketing Center, aspiring to serve as a creative director for a sports brand, active member of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and you are in the forefront of social action initiatives focusing primarily on the black community. Does that sound about right? Okay. That's it. it. That that's a you know what? This is um this is everything. Because I I first of all I want to just say that I don't think and I and I'm coming from a West Coast perspective, right? I'm coming from the West Coast. Children, we we give them this idea that it's like in the black community our our standard of achievement is pretty high. Right. It's like we want you to get in there and get in there and do it, like show and shine and be you and be be beautiful and be strong. And how old are you? Twenty five, twenty what?
1: Yeah, I just turned twenty five. So like my personal, like, I guess, like personal campaign for myself is like, this is twenty five. Like, this is where you go above and beyond. Like, you made it here. So, like, you know, I have a goal of being on the fourth, third, under 30. I'm like, I got five years left. Like, it's time to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've I've always felt supported. There's never been a time where I felt like there's something I couldn't do. Like, my crazy idea of moving to Kentucky and going to school there. And the crazy idea of, you know, my parents. Like, dad and my brother drove my stuff, like, 27 hours out here to Eugene. So, like, oh. that's how, that's my support system. Those
0: are people saying, yeah, this is what you want to do. Like, it's crazy it may sound. Like, definitely go do it. So your dad and your dad and your brother drove your stuff out here for you?
1: Yes, they did. Oh, see. So, like, I was on a plane Um, They were in the car driving my stuff. I had to, my stuff was in Kentucky because I had moved home to Atlanta temporarily um, when my lease was up, you know, in the middle everything was virtual, uh, working from home. Uh, so I moved back home for a minute with all my my stuff and then um, applied to UO, got in and at that moment I was like, Alright, we're we're doing the thing. My stuff is in a storage unit in Kentucky, so we gotta go from here to Kentucky to get my stuff, then my stuff can go from Kentucky to Eugene.
0: See that's what I'm saying. Boundless. You're like I'm about to I have a goal and I'm about to crush it. Uh, my
1: biggest goal is always to been to come back out to the West, like come to the West Coast and like live in the West Coast. And I was like, this is the thing, like this is this is the time to do it. If there's ever a time to do it, in the middle of a pandemic, it was when all the headlines were like Oregon is on fire. My mom was like, "Are you sure you want to go out there?" And I like, yep, <laughs> was, "Yep, it's on the fire, right? That's where I want to go. Um, it just felt right at the time." So,
0: so this is the fire you're talking about. This year's fire. You came here in September. Yep, September, right in the middle of headlines. Oregon is on fire, and I was like, I'm going to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, that sounds like a good place to be. Let me go. No, but you know, with your business, with pursuing an MBA in sports business, I mean Warsaw sports marketing is the place to be, right? Yeah, and so, it definitely was. yeah. So I'm wondering, when they re- did you did they recruit you, or did you go? Did you just see the program and then come over? Oh no, I they definitely didn't
1: recruit me. It was so I had been going back and forth of like you know I'm sitting in, in my profession and I'm like you know I'm a graphic designer but I definitely want to do more. Um, and I kept, you know, searching, looking at sports business schools, and I kept circling back to UO. Um, and I kept looking at their product design, and I was like, that's not what I want to do. That's more design based. And I was like, I want to do something else. Well, the business school I had not looked at because I was like, you know, those applications are done. You got to take this crazy test. Like, this isn't for me. But I kept coming back to it. Well, they opened a last wave of applicants, like oh, a man. last application wave, and I yeah. said okay, like, this is possible, we can do it, and they're like, oh, we're, we can waive the GMAT, and waive this stuff if you have work experience, I said, well, I got work experience, (laughs) I'm like, take a test, and like, all right, this is it, we're doing it, like, you know, I literally submitted my application in Kentucky, Um, like, I submitted my application for UO, and then the next day, I, like, packed up my stuff and left Kentucky and went to Atlanta, so I was like, application in, I don't know what's happening next, I'm moving home and
0: so I figured out what happens next. wow you jumped girl you jumped yeah. you're out here living the best life like I'm just gonna see and go I mean you know at 25 years old I think it's it's funny because you're my son's age my oldest son's age no and and that I don't know what's going on with y'all but y'all have this big this this ability to make little things like big in, a, in the most like like expansive positive way you know what I mean and just like like that belief that if I'm there, it's gonna happen for me. Like I'm gonna bring it because my energy is there, and I have you I, and my son and my niece and all of y'all. There's there's four people. Um, I'm trying to think. There's three, four, five, five that in my poor and my family, and then there's you. Y'all sound all this. Y'all sound just the same. Like I'm yeah. I'm gonna make it happen because that's what I need to be do. That's what I'm gonna do. Like it's not like a middle girl. I'm just gonna make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like work.
1: already been like, feel like we're out here gotta make it happen at this
0: point right you talking about fours before 30 i mean that's what i'm saying like every th- this this general
1: but it's not too big because i have people that i know on this list already no it's
0: not too big
1: like so if i can see that then it's either like it's all right you got five years left like figure it out like what are we doing next just like you gotta get on this list we need people to see your talent for what it is and
0: If they can do it, I can do it, so. Boom, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so I wanna say, because you've only been here a few months, and I wanna talk about your experience moving over here. I know you and I had a conversation beforehand, and I think it's really important for my audience in particular, and for me, because um, I was born in Eugene, like we talked about, and then when I was 15, my parents, and and me and my sister, and our dog, Sydney, we moved (laughs) to, to Central America and my parents are still there they've been there now like you know it's been 27 28 years um they are returning in april but they've been there 27 28 years right so um from from costa rica i moved around a lot but all of it was to cultural places like i moved to houston i moved to hawaii i moved to los angeles and then from los angeles uh i was finishing up my school and i came up here um and then i've been stuck here ever since right (laughs) So, so I say stuck. Um, so there's a cultural perspective that I have from being born here, leaving here, and then coming back to seeing yeah. where some short, where some things have fallen short, have fallen short for the black community here that I didn't recognize while I was in it. If that makes sense. So when I look at the, when I look at people like you, your age, your group, black centered, coming from a positive black background, coming from a, a not only positive black background but thriving like. Absolutely entrepreneurship thriving, You know, culturally thriving, family thriving, um, all of that going on in the black community, which is just not focused on here because we don't have right. a thriving, like, that kind of central black-centered community here in Eugene. So I, when, I go back, when I go back to Houston, the, the level of confidence that you have, the level of matter of fact, this is what it is that you have, is something that we're trying to actually ignite here. Do you, yeah, yeah, so as you've come over, you've only been here a few months, right? So what's your experience, go ahead, I want to hear it, I want to hear what, what did you expect, what didn't happen for you, what is going on, what are you like, question mark, I don't understand it, like, you know. Um,
1: yes. like, Atlanta is, like, the big, like, the black method, like, that's where everybody's thriving, everybody starts their businesses, we're going to do next, it's like, you have this big support behind you, and even, like, graduating from undergrad, it was like, everybody was like, let's go to Atlanta, like, I want to move to Atlanta, and I'm like, I just came from there, like, let's do something different, Um, but there are a lot of people that don't come from that, like, upbringing, Um, and I was always surrounded by, like, successful black people, like, we were always, you know, what they were doing next, it was always, like, business-minded, you know, what you're doing in the community, like, all this type of stuff was around me at the time, and I was just like, okay, great, like, this is, this is what it is, Um, but I just had to get out of Georgia, I was like, this is, this is what I know, this is what's comfortable, and I'm not good with being in the same place for very long, (sighs) and discomfort is, like, the only way you can grow, so I always am like, oh, time to go next, so, like, leaving high school, I was like, I'm getting out of Georgia, like, where am I going, who knows, went to Kentucky, and Kentucky is very, i think lexington is a lot like eugene where it's like it's it kind of does its own thing but i think lexington is kind of more plugged into like i think because it's so close to like louisville and there's so much culture and stuff there um but it's just like its own little bubble yeah for better or worse it's its own little bubble whatever happens here is what's been happening here like no really one really tries to push the push the envelope a little bit it's just kind of like when I got here, I was like, "Oh, it's really pretty." Like people just are out, but there' were not a lot of things like happening. There were no happenings, and of course we're in a pandemic because it's like what we do there. But anytime I've ever moved to a place, it's been easy for me to just plug into the community. Like, where is this one person? I'm going to follow them, and we're going to do. Whatever There's a network.
0: Happens. There's a network of sorts.
1: Community that way, and so I've always did that. I did that in Lexington. I did that, you know, wherever I moved. That was so hard here because I was like. All right, like, you know, I'm a Delta. Where are the Deltas? Um, so there used to be one.
0: One. And she left. One and, Delta. <laughs> uh, I think I there think it was.
1: It's like somebody's, like, it was like, we think that there is, or I might be able to. I was like, you don't know for sure. Like, where, where do I find these people at? And so I had, like, one connection to, like, here, meet this one Black person, and they should introduce you to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So that was my only, like, link, and I'm used to, like, usually just, like, reaching out and being, like, I'll find adults, and then I'll find everything else. Right. And even that was, like, the closest chapter is Portland, and I haven't been to Portland but once, and my stuff is, I'm affiliated with Portland Alumni Chapter, but all the meetings since, like, March have been virtual. So yeah. even, they haven't met in person, and I'm a part of the chapter, but I haven't met them in person, so it's, like, I don't even know, like...
0: See and I okay so let's let's go back for a second. Let's go back for a second because I know what Deltas are. I know the the whole Greek life uh, scenario and like I said my son is not is an uh is an alpha. I don't know that and I'm not sure, but I want to cover it for people who are from here, black folks who are from here who may not know um, what the Greek life is about in the black Greek uh you know um the delta omega alpha aka all of the what that really what is that for y'all for for the black community for the black college community for the young black college community and um and what does it mean because when people are hearing you say I, i'm looking for my deltas i'm looking for my community they're like what's it you know what i mean and for me i know like if you if to be a delta and not have your sisters or any chapter around to be able to fall back into it's really like a hole in the whole idea of being a part of a sorority. <laughs> it's like where, I'm supposed to have my family like wherever I go. Like this is one thing that that bonds me to everywhere in this United States and to all the sisters all across all the sorority sisters all across the nation and you come here and you're like there was one and she's been gone <laughs> and she left 15 years ago like what happened and she ain't never coming back so you know that I, I want you to speak more it's about you know it's really about, about black American culture it's a big piece especially college education uh, culture there so speak more about Delta life and what that really means
1: yeah so Um, it's other than Relative the Divine Nine, so the historically black Greek letter organizations. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't know, I'm, you came from a campus where there were all nine organizations. So going somewhere and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have all nine? Like we have all of them there. And it was to a point where it was like when we were on campus or we moved to, you know, Kentucky and Kentucky is, you know, uh, a PWI predominantly white institution. But you could look out on campus and you saw Black UK. Like, we call it Black UK. You look out and you see that. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, like, that's definitely the people. You see the organizations. You see the Greek life. And you see them all the time. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, this is what they do. Like, as a freshman, you're like, I can't I can't join them yet, but I can at least see what they're doing, what's going on. You saw any of the, you know, step shows, any of the, you know, fall festivals or, like, any type of, uh, like, fairs and stuff that homecoming happened. all of that yeah everything it was like you saw them like you wouldn't have you didn't have to go look for them they were there they were always always there like and that was the big thing about it is like what are we doing in the community how are we directly impacting the community like are we being seen like people shouldn't be like oh I didn't know that there were adults on campus like like from where from from what we do because right. we, we do so much um so I I when I was In undergrad, I was really involved. I was one of the youngest person to come through my sorority at the time. I came through as a sophomore. So I was there long enough to see, like, my line sisters graduate, to see how many. It was like, every year, around the same time, we were celebrating graduation. We were celebrating a second degree. We were celebrating, like, so much stuff happening that it was like, it's all over the place. And you had no choice but to feel like, I gotta step into that. And that's why I was like, I gotta get my MBA. I was like, you know, half of my line, there's 25 of us, like, you know, let's say, like, so many of them are in their, you know, second degree or working on PhDs, and I don't even have a master's yet. Right. So let me go go do that. So it's just that push to, like, make you be a better person and just kind of, like, strive for that next thing. It's like... It's sisterhood. Opposite, op- option excellence is, like, the bar. Right. And we want you to go above that. So, I mean, being here, I haven't, like, seen anything or anybody and I did try to go to um so I'm used to like Martin Luther King Day like doing the marches like early in the morning we go there there's mm-hmm. a unity breakfast um like Martin Luther King was a was an alpha so we go to unity breakfast we do a march we do things like that I couldn't find Martin Luther King stuff to do on Martin Luther King Day the day before Martin Luther King Day. I was still looking for stuff the week before. I was like, where's the promotion? Where's the list of events? Where's the it was like, why is it like so hard to dig up what we're doing to celebrate? Right. And that's when I was like, Are we really not gonna do anything on the day? <laughs> of these right. Days, right. Things to do where he's I mean, he's an alpha, which is a part of the he's a part of the,
0: the divine nine, world. yeah.
1: That this is the alpha of all alpha. Right. That's MLK. Yeah. So it's like, and for people to not even understand that connection, I'm like, we're celebrating this man who did all this thing, but it was also a part of this organization where it was like, at the time, they weren't letting, you know, black people join Greek organizations, right. which is why ours were founded. So we had a place of belonging to serve our community directly. right? And so, I mean, it was just, it was, that was my biggest shock where I was like, why it it literally took I think the Friday before where I was like is this what we're doing and then I kept looking like okay what are what's the logistics what time are we there is there a I couldn't find any of that it was just like we're doing this one thing I'm like okay I guess I'll pull up to that one thing
0: and see what it is and it was NAACP's the only major thing that happens on on, in the city that I know of on Martin Luther King Day is the MLK march and because it was COVID we had the little drive through thing so you were there expecting to see some shows expecting to see some sorority and I and
1: I was Like, at least I pull up and be like oh my gosh they're here like these are the people at least to be able to like introduce myself like yeah. oh, you know I've been here since September like what do you guys do or if this is the NAACP like what else are you guys doing in the community um, and I I when I, I I got there early because you know I'm, I'm used to doing stuff on MLK Day where we get there early and we set things up and we I got there early so I got there early and I'm like what are we doing and they just automatically assume that oh you set up your table over there and i was like oh no i don't have a table like i just i'm trying to figure out what's the logistics what's the process do we start here we end here do we circle up here and do a prayer and then break up? like what is the order of operations and right I, I couldn't find anybody to talk to i also had on my letters which are you know precious to me like i wear my letters because they mean something mm-hmm. and i had the women that i'm asking like hey what are we doing and they're like oh, I love your jacket, like, where did you get it? And I'm like, whoa, well, like, this isn't
0: something you can just go buy. Like, mm-hmm. I earned these letters, and, um... Yeah, I'm all... It's just, like, that, like, made me cringe. I was like, oh, God, it's because I saw... It. it was, it's literally a cultural symbol. It's a cultural symbol that they did not understand and wanted to, like, oh, where can I get that? <laughs> no! It's a it's a, it's a... it's a... It's not a fashion statement. These no. are my
1: letters.
0: Like, these are... These are earned. You know,
1: You know we're at the forefront of a women's suffrage march and we do this like you can't just say that's a nice jacket where'd you get it from wait do, there are people in my organization already that don't have everything stitched on their jackets it's expensive it's you, you you're happy to get a jacket like that paraphernalia is not cheap right you can't just get it everywhere you have to get it from like local vendors and stuff like that and so i was like
0: and there's history behind each one there's history yeah. behind it
1: yeah, and I was just like, Wow, you this is an NAACP event
0: and the first people I run into don't know. Right. I was like, okay, so what you're doing is coming I from a culture of like, community bombarded with like cameras. Like I like
1: I'm the only one standing out there and it was like four or five different news people like, Hey like tell, I was like, Whoa don't do that. My anxiety is bad. My anxiety I've been out the house. This is a pandemic and you're bombarding me with cameras to ask me about if okay then why don't you ask anybody else? They've been standing out here longer than I have. Why is it as soon as I get out of my car and I'm forward facing, I'm the person that she needs to, like my social anxiety doesn't like that. Right. Oh,
2: wow. Right. Right. <laughs> my
1: anxiety is like, whoa, you're too
2: close. Like pandemic like, right <laughs> she said six feet
1: oh, <laughs> i would love to answer your question but i was like this is a lot and i was just like wow you just hurt my feelings because you don't know about my organization you're bombarding me with questions which i know you have the same answer what does MLK mean to you um anybody can answer that yeah so i have to answer it right like, and why are you asking me probing questions after it like to see if you can get more out of me i'm like i'm Okay, like,
0: it was like <laughs> this <laughs> is this is you. What you just described is so important to understand for Black folks and White folks from here, from the West Coast. I mean, honestly, from people who don't have the community. About you're coming from an idea and experience of community to a very a uh, centered idea of individualistic uh, individualism and it doesn't it, it does not compute well right you're here asking where the community is and how we're all going to work together we don't even need to know each other's names because we're here for a common goal of mlk and like you you're talking you of course you'd be wearing your jacket to something like mlk day mlk is an alpha nobody connects that nobody connects the importance of your journey to his journey on on a on a social level and your your need to serve the community in the same way that he had it's not something that is connected through the white white consciousness but through black consciousness that's understanding about the black community and the black culture that is, that has grown since then it's it blares it blares out and it's painful when it's not recognized especially when you come from community to individual, right? And so here, and then they jump you because you're like, they see that you're black, they see that you've got something different. They're like, okay, she might have something to say. As if that volunteerism of your time and space is normal. And that's the part that, right, and that's the part that doesn't compute when you go, excuse me, can you like back up? And they go, Oh, well, she's got an attitude, right? Or she's she's not.
1: and in like, yes. my mind it's just like it like i don't know I shut down my my initial thought was shut down just just process it all just take it all in once you have time to process it let it all out like this is not the time for me to sit here and, and end, like do the whole open book of the reason why this was this this was not okay this was disrespectful this was kind of rude this was kind of like, girl, it wasn't kind of. are here to celebrate unity and community, but you don't even understand little, little roots. Like this was one of the first little roots to sprout in in the tree of like what our culture is, and like, you don't even understand where that one came from. So how are you going to understand big picture, like what we're doing and why we do it? Like,
0: oh, girl, you you just hit it. That's it. We're done. That's it, right. okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that like, it's like that's my whole. That's my. Whole Point is that my whole point is that you cannot deconstruct something that you cannot see right you have to see what you're doing you got to see what's happening you got to see what you don't know you got to sit back and look at the black and brown and indigenous community in their wellness how we have thrived how we have come up I mean, we never were down. This was not something that, yeah, no. right? This was something we, like I always say, we were, we survived and thrived through white supremacy. We continue to do that. So if you can't it see it,
1: not built for us. They 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 didn't want to see where we could excel because that means that they couldn't control us. And if they can not control us, then they know that we will surpass them. And if we surpass them, then that's uncomfortable. And it's like just let it happen. Like. Like it's so many things where it's like even even me being a black woman in sports, I'm a minority of a minority.
2: Right a majority.
1: Like like Right. You know, it's like even me being here when I'm just like, Hey, I'm a black woman in sports business and they're like, Wait, say that again, say it slowly. Okay, right. So I can understand it. I'm just like, no, like I've I've been in this industry, I've been doing it and this is what I wanna do and this is where I need to be because there's so many things, especially in sport, where it's like half of the athletes that have their talents that are that are pushing their talents forward are black yes part of this community but you have people in organizations over here you know we're doing marketing we're talking about you know what they're doing that aren't right so when you say something or you do something and it doesn't line up it's like it's like there's nobody in the room to sit here and tell you that this is a problem that's why these you know bad campaigns and stuff right now it's just like how did this get past so many people because there was nobody whose eyes were on it that could have spoke up and said that this was a problem that's right and once it gets out it's like oh my gosh this is a big problem come nobody said anything was there anybody on your executive board in your room that could have told you that this was a problem no because if i was in the room that she didn't allow me to be in because you don't want me to be there i would have told you you can't do this
0: right. <laughs> you can't be there. i would have saved millions of dollars and hours you of time to stop right now that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> that's right and, the, and to try to convince people that, that they aren't seeing what they're not seeing is exhausting. And for you to have come here, I mean, you're talking, you were here, what, that's three months, four months here before um, the, an experience of being like the only black person in the room, like it only took so, I'm sure it was, there was incidents before that, but that being so painful with not being recognized in your space, in your element, like in your element, is um is something that i think i don't think is quite understood about what you had to do after that you're talking about anxiety you're talking about the the being um isolated you're talking about being uh um what's the word when they're like everyone's like looking and touching you you're like uh objectified you know you all of these things happen in about an hour's worth of time right and so In that experience, after you leave that experience, and as you know, and I want to talk more about it, I just had a friend call me, and he's a a physician. He's a black physician. And he was like, I know this is funny coming from me, but um, do you know of any black women here? I only know one doctor who's black. And he's a a male doctor, right? And I was like, there's only one that I know of. And he's like, well, is it this doctor? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, well, she retired. And I was like, oh, well, great. There ain't no female doctors then, right?
1: lot of things that need to be spoken about because I could care less if it needs to be out there because these conversations need to be had as uncomfortable as they are. So I'm big on my mental health and it's been one thing that I struggle with and that I've grown through. So I, when I move here, the one thing I do is when I move, you got to move all your doctors with you. You mm-hmm. got to move everything over with you. You need to get. I need my psychiatrist. I have a counselor that I try to meet with regularly on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That was the first things I did in September. I've been on a wait list to meet with a Black counselor psychologist since september Mm -hmm. since september and every time i bring it up they're like have you moved on the wait list and i'm like i don't know and then they're like you know oh like you've moved up one spot but then they're like we don't know what we can get you in until somebody else completes treatment well if they're like me and they've done all this search to get a black psychologist to talk about what it's like in their experiences and the things that they're going through are they going to be done with there's treatment anytime soon probably not so i'll probably still be on this wait list right. right so and then there are options of course like oh you can call in do a let's talk and of course be has those type of things but it's like i'm used to regularly talking to somebody regularly right so i don't want to to be like oh i might get a different person so up here i gotta go with my brief life story recap again and then hope that you can sit here and give me the guidance that i need um and so that's been difficult because i'm like I, I just, not that I can't, like, it's not that I don't want to, I don't want to talk to, to somebody that's not black about what it's like to be black in Eugene.
2: But look. I just
1: don't think that any, I just, as much as you can say, I understand, you don't understand. Yeah, because right. Because if you did understand, you give me the direct, like, cut and dry response that I need, as opposed to, like, sugarcoating it and trying to give me, like, no, no, no. Right. Please, please tell me what I need to know, like, tell me, you know, am I overthinking, am I think like. Yeah. Like, do you feel this too? Am I crazy? Like I can't say that to somebody that's not going to be on the same wavelength. Right. Like I, like I, I believe your degree. Like you're you your specialist. Like yes, yeah, I would prefer to talk to somebody that's live. I just want to. I mean, it's so, called cultural. It's called, called lived experience. experience.
0: TV? It's called lived experience. It's the idea that, you know, you can have academic knowledge all day, but we all know, too, in this academic knowledge that they're not actually talking about black issues. They're not talking about how to connect with black the black community in a, well, in a way that surrounds, like I said before, a wellness. You talk to a black woman, a black man who's in therapy, who's a therapist, who's going to co- immediately come to you with a cultural lens that you can recognize, that they can recognize. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're trying to talk to them about your culture, teach them, and then get an answer. That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I, I had such a good experience with a black female therapist that I was like, well, we're not going back because one of my, my biggest issues in undergrad was like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm working, you know, and I don't have a lot of food in my house. She was like, well, you're you working, you do this, have you not applied for food stamps? Never, not once, did I think about that. Right. I and mean, never, not once, was anybody going to tell me that in the middle of my therapy, session. like, okay, let's take the time and figure out what we need to do. You clearly work 20 hours a week. You could, I said, well, that was the answer to half the weight that was on me anyway. Right. You know, like, unless somebody understands what, like, you don't know what to give me. So I just don't, I don't know.
0: I don't See, just, and let me tell you this. <laughs> a white, A white therapist probably would have been worried about telling you about that. They probably would have been guarding themselves about sounding racist instead of being honest and being helpful. And they would have been guarding themselves with that. And because they cannot be let let go of the the level of perfection of, of the fact that they have racist tendencies, and it may spill out, and you go, that's not what I meant. They can't really do that. They can't really walk into the uncomfortability, so they would just not touch it and let you go hungry, you know, because they would rather not sound racist, and that's the part that um, that is hard for people to really understand, to decenter their own feelings in the middle of working with black people that they're not used to working with, right? They're, they're like, they're, they're so... Um, in their own heads about what to do and what not to do, that they can't just be human. And that part is where it hurts the communication and the trust that black people are... We're here trying to get our... I mean, therapy, first of all, thank you so much. Thank you so much for even trying saying that and normalizing I go to therapy as well. I think everybody should go to therapy. I wish more men went to therapy. I wish more black men went to therapy. Um, but being here and having a lack of black therapists is... Um, I can tell you from my experience and like i said i'm i'm old enough i'm literally old enough that you are my son's age me going to therapy i tell my son to go to therapy i mean just because we need go and talk to somebody but one thing that we do one thing that we do that i do my therapist is white and the one thing that i always do is we don't talk about i there's things i just don't talk about with her i gotta work that out on my own there's things that we can talk about but there's other things that we just can't. And that's not me yeah. getting full therapy, right? Yeah, no. And so it's not, it's, it's actually a, a total, it's a, a really complete picture of what black folks have to do to live here. We're not gonna get the complete comfort and, and encouragement and respect because our, our natural way of living, our sense of community, our sense of, of togetherness, our sense of accomplishment, our, our level of what what it means to be excellent just does not exist here. And not only does it not exist, it's not recognized when it shows up.
1: Yeah, no. And then, and then even if you're like, okay, like, this is a problem, how do we address it? How do you sell to somebody who just got their degree and is clearly successful to come be a black therapist in Eugene, And you can't even explain to them what it's like to, I don't know, like, we just know we need you here. Like, right. So, like like what do you even do for that like i know there's like always a big push like we need them okay but what do you do to push these people into these places where you know they're
0: not going to feel accepted right away, but we know we need you in the community. Girl, oh, my God. Okay, exactly. How are you going to build an infrastructure that will welcome black professionals so that we can build a community of black so Black people here are feeling supported as well? But, no, white folks, what they what they believe is that they can handle it, right? They can do it. But the truth of it is is the infrastructure of Eugene keeps black people out. Like what you just said, you're going to tell a black therapist we need you. Why? Because uh, there's, we need you to be here. There's no black therapy. That's not a way to get people to come. T- <laughs> we yeah, need yeah, you to do the work not, we can't do. I'm
1: not saying the right words. Those aren't the keywords. Those are oh. the keywords that are going to get somebody
0: <laughs> to pack up their life and move out. That's not it. That's not the salary. That's not the keyword. That's not the. That's not you. What are you going to say? What What are you going to do? What are they going to do once they we're here? What are they going to eat? What are you going to get? <laughs> so interesting.
1: might
0: be booked. Right. But I'll give you her name. Like And that's the that I mean that is what you get, right? You get the one person. You got that one person at U of O who was able to go, this is where you get your hair done, this is where you get your stay. And it's like one place. You have no options. You have this to do. And if you don't want it, if you don't like it, if you're not uncomfortable with it, I mean so we both share a hairdresser who is white, right? Mm-hmm. And which for me was a thing. Because I wasn't like, I got girl, I got locks. And we know what that means. People, when, when someone puts locks in their hair, everything that touches it is a story. And actually you can feel yeah. it in the lock, right? And yeah. so having someone who's not not right all up in my locks is not a, a good energy thing, right? Yeah. But so I was like, so she's white. Um, and not because she's white, but because like, are we gonna be able to like connect over? Are we gonna yeah. be able to see, are you, are you doing this? Uh, you know, we had a lot to talk about before I ever yeah. let her in my hair, right? And she, because when I met her, it, she was, like, clearly cute. I mean, she was so fun and cute and, you know, that kind of thing. So, I'm like, oh, I, I like her. She's nice. But that don't mean she can be all over my hair, right? And so, once yeah. we started talking. I don't, trust, I don't trust everybody with my hair. <laughs> no.
1: That was my question before I moved out here. This was, like, a month before I signed. Like, I I was looking at signing the lease. I didn't sign my lease. Until
0: I wear it do my hair. Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> See, and people don't understand But hair for a black for a black community. I mean, all the black people who are listening, we all are like yes, yes, and all the white people going, Why? Black hair is, is this this is this is just like my skin. This is like my heart. This is like my mind. It has to be taken care of. It's my crown, it is a part of the journey. My mother does my hair, there's bonding involved. I mean, you know, I did my grandmother's hair, my grandmother did her mother. I mean this is how this is how this works in our in the community and I'm not walking around looking shabby. So when I looked at her, I mean when I met her, I was like, I gave her the twenty-one questions, girl, and the grill down. I was like, okay, let me talk to you about where you come from and how this works. And all her answers were like, she completely decentered herself. She completely uh, was culturally sound, like she understood when, where and how and the history of the hair. She She's uh, she, the
1: one that gave me the history of Oregon. Right.
0: <laughs> This is,
1: this is the history of oregon this is how it was this is what was written into like what the constitution of oregon the reason why there aren't so many black people here how it, i said wow like thanks for teaching me because now i was like i'm so glad somebody told me what i've been moved myself into because <laughs> now at least i was like didn't you i didn't even think about it i was like maybe i should have looked at the history of this place before i moved out here right and i was like here's some person doing my hair that just gave me everything that I needed as a baseline to like, oh, so when I walk around and this is this and this, now I know
0: why. Now you know why. Now you know why. And then, and the, the thing is, is that most people who even live here are just learning what the history is. They're just learning it because we're bringing it out. Like, why aren't black, I, I always say, it's not like black people don't just like, don't like fresh air and you know, clean water and, and beautiful mountains. Like, black people like that shit too. It's just nobody, there's a reason why we're not here.
1: Okay. Who's going to take me out there? Right. My family wasn't going to say, let's just go explore. Like, no, there needs to be somebody that shows me how to go do. There's so much to do. But that's not something they are like, oh, yeah, we grew up hiking or fishing. Right. I've never hiked. I've never fished. That doesn't mean I don't want to do it. Right. I do. I would love to. Who's going to take me? Right. If I take me, I mean, don't send me out there like, oh, you know what to bring and what to wear? I don't know any of that. I want to ski. Right. I don't know, first thing my skin. I want to go find the waterfall. I don't know about the first thing I need to wear about hiking through uh, Yeah. forest. I drove through the forest and lost signal, and I thought that was funny. I said, there is
0: no signal in this dense forest. <laughs> 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 she said what the hell? Do you expect
2: me?
1: go find this waterfall, and this signal went out. I said, so this GPS is going to the waterfall, and that's the only way we know how to get is from here to the waterfall, and the waterfall is back out of the
0: forest. Mm-hmm no no signal that like when i I swear when i moved to um when I moved to Houston I was talking to people about living here they were just like looking at me like so you just be hike like why do you you just hike just to be hiking like <laughs> just, to be, to be, just to be just to be on the mountain <laughs> to be around the corner up and down the hill. yeah okay. <laughs> all right <Okay. laughs> exactly it's
1: people I mean in a pandemic of course but like I'm like, hey come see me in Oregon and They're like it just looks so pretty. It is. It's great. But I keep telling people, hey, let me go figure out how to do the things and then once I figure out how to do the things, I'll tell you guys to come out here so we can do the things that I already figured out. Like but it's like it's not like I can just go, Hey, let's go hike up the mountain. Like no, we're not going to a mountain I haven't been to we're not right. to somebody that doesn't know what, what we're like there's so many things I wanna do. I mean, so I learn how to surf. There there yeah, is
0: there's an approach there's an approach to make like what you said, the infrastructure of Eugene, there's an approach to bringing black folks in. There's a way that you can get this done. There's a way that you can make this welcome so that we can have black doctors, have black therapists, have hairdressers. I mean, our hairdresser is amazing, so we're good. But I'm just saying there's only one person and we'd be waiting like weeks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but she would be booked, okay? Um, so then there's there's this um I mean like what you just said, to to attract more black folks to the things that we do here, right? To the things that are done in Oregon, there's a way that, that needs to be done. There has to be representation. And not just representation of brown-faced people who don't understand the connection of community, but actual people who are looking, you know, who know, who are who are trying to connect and bring people in on, on the term that they bring, on the beauty that our community brings in. That's why, I mean, when I think about you and your Delta jet and with your letters and I can just see you with the red coat, I just know, I just, I can't imagine walking into a place and being like poked at with something with so, so much pride. That's not a secret. You know, the Greek society and the divine nine is well known. Like I don't. And my whole thing is like, it was clearly Greek letters. Like even if
1: at minimum, you know that these are Greek letters, right? Like. And not even that, it was, that's a cute, not cute outfit. Not
0: cute, cute outfit. I mean, You're like, not cute? cute outfit, like, yeah. Not a cute outfit, you can just go by it. No, nope. No. So, <laughs> now I wrote down, now, I don't know, vigorous program where is my support bringing black people into Eugene with the infrastructure, that's right. And you had, um, you had lack of black counselors, I wanted to talk to you about, um leaving the comfort of black folks. Okay, so that was what was interesting. So I was telling you about people here who want to go to black community, like black folks here, biracial or black, um, who identify as black or who don't. And uh, kids here who adopt, black children adopted by white families, um, is the, really our black community is based in that infrastructure, which is a, a whole nother piece of black culture in itself. And so it, it doesn't get represented um, it, it, it's a it's an angle of black culture that is underrepresented or at least not really talked about because I think there's a lot of identity issues that go along with it. But we have a black community that is biracial that identify as black, and we have a black community that are adopted by white families who also identify as as black. Um, and then we have in this community, it's here. But what I see in my research and in my lived experience here is that there's a, a, there's a, a, a like a disconnect from what, or a misunderstanding, or really just not a connection to the wider black black audience and community in the rest of the United States, feeling kind of left out from that community, feeling disconnected from that community, um, and so when so people talk about black folks who are like you, who are like me. I've been called, you know, like you're really black, you're actually black. And that is a a whole story of itself, like a whole story of itself. So people from here have a fear of connecting with black people who are not from here, afraid that they're not black enough, right? And whatever that means. And so um, I thought it was interesting that when you were from Atlanta, Georgia, being like the Mecca of black excellence in the United States, you were like, I need to get the hell out of here so I can find something else, right? (laughs) So for the the conversation being the other direction where black folks coming here, looking at Atlanta going, I just can't even imagine having black love and joy surrounding me at all times. Right. And so it's it's something that I want you to talk about with the challenge of the idea that you were around. I mean, just you grew up. This is your identity. Black love, black joy, black excellence is your identity. That's where you were raised. That's your mother. That's your father. That's everyone around you. So, like you said, your line sisters, it's like, you look at your line sisters like, damn, everybody got a PhD? Like, let me hurry up, right? And these are people, right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying, like, PhD like it ain't nothing. And so, this is the thing that I think is interesting when you're like, I wanted to challenge myself and leave that comfort. And now you came out here, and I know you weren't thinking it was gonna be like this when you got here, but you you were, now I wanna speak to that a little bit because I think, This idea, I would love to hear your your opinion about this idea of not being black enough from being raised and being centered here in Eugene for black folks who are here looking out being like, I wish I could connect to other people that I'm just like, literally, I don't know that I can connect to. And I, I can say it all day. I keep telling, I keep saying it. I create the space. I'm like, there's no definition. There's a black consciousness. There's a connection that we have. But you you're black because you hear being black. Like you, whatever you're doing is black enough, right? But I want because of where how you were raised and how you grew up, and then leaving that on purpose to be challenged in that in that idea. I want you to speak to that a little bit so people can. I mean, this might be something that you experience in the year that you're here, the two years that you're here, that you'll understand a little more because you're going to interface with these folks more, but. Um, I'm, you're you're a brilliant person So I'm sure you understand what I'm saying So I would love to to hear your opinion
1: Yeah, so I mean, I grew up in Atlanta I went to a black dance studio So every all the dancers around me were black They were great black dancers So when you look at another dance studio For example, like Atlanta Ballet And you see, you're like Oh, that's the only black dancer there I was like, I come from a studio Where we're all fighting for the, the same spotlight It's like, this is the excellence that's around you Like, I mean this is this is the expectation. These are the people around you. All my friends, I mean, they went and they went to great colleges and universities, on scholarships, things like that. So it was like, um, like growing up, it was always just like, this is this is what you can do. These are the places that you can be. These are what our parents do. So you would put a list of the things that our parents do. You're like, oh, they run the city. I mean, something like they they do the thing. You know? Right. So, um, it, I mean, that's just kind of what I was around. And then I. I just knew, like, my mom's, like, in marketing, she's in digital marketing, I knew if I wanted to do that, like, she worked with Coca-Cola, she worked for Ticketmaster, she worked for World Sports. If I really wanted to stay in Atlanta and be plugged in, I could, that'd be easy, but that's not me doing it for me, like, me challenging myself, that's not me finding my own journey, and I always knew I wanted to be back on the West Coast, We left the West Coast for a minute before we moved back to Georgia, and I just... This is where I wanna be. This is where I wanna be. I wanna be on West Coast. I wanna go back to LA. I wanna, you know, I came out to Oregon for for Nike, like you know, Nike World Headquarters, Venus World Headquarters. This is this is the place to be for sports. Like this is where I need to be, these are people that I need to learn from. This is why I came out here. But it's like, unless you do that, like I feel like there are a lot of people that kind of stay in those comfort zones because they're like, it's easy, like. This is if I can just call my uncle, my mom, my blah blah blah, and they can get me to whoever I need to get to, like quickly. Like right. oh, that's the connection. And so that's the community. Um, but that's not reality. When you look at everything and you're like, there's this big system that doesn't want you to succeed. Like you are gonna be the only one in the room, you're gonna be the only one that has to speak up and say something. They're gonna look to you and be like, What does this person say about them? He's the only person of color, or you're gonna be the only one with a different experience. And so I had to challenge myself to leave Atlanta because I was just like, everybody, everybody was like, let's move back to Atlanta. I'm like, let's do something different. And mm-hmm. Kentucky was different, um, but it was also a place to be for sports. It was a place to be for my, my education, for ISC, um, the like, integrated Strategic Communication. It wasn't awkward in Georgia. I got in-state tuition in Kentucky. Like if I didn't take that, like everybody there, just stay in Georgia. I was like, I'm not staying in Georgia. Where can I go? Like where can I go that's not Georgia? And that was the one thing that pushed me. It was like, if we weren't on campus fighting to get this mural taken down that was in the Memorial Hall, where it was like, you know, a field and like slaves picking pot, we, we were fighting to get this mural down. Right. Like it had to come down. These are the type of things that we did on campus. Like, these are the people that were behind you. And it was a very small voice. But we were making some noise because there was change that needed to be made. So it was like if we had to sit here and push these different envelopes, you know, push for a new, push for a new graphic designer in the student activities board, like like little things like that. Like we pushed to get funding for for little things. Like this was my challenge point. Like mm-hmm. I have to go somewhere, be challenged, and feel like I'm making a difference. But I don't know if I had would have been. I don't want to distracted in Atlanta. I'm like, I know how to do everything. I know everything. Right. That's what, what am I doing? If That's my level of comfort. Yeah. So that was my big challenge going to Lexington. And I feel like I, I, people know me for my, my creativity, my design, my photography, like the fact that I'm super passionate about sports. Um, but at some point there everybody was like you gotta get out of lexington and i'm like but i love lexington it's so it's comfortable that's what it was was Mm -hmm, comfortable. mm -hmm. why did i end up there staying there after i graduated why did i really look for a a new job after i graduated i had a job Mm -hmm. i was doing what i wanted i was exactly where i wanted yeah out of university working for a school things like that i was like where where else would i go right and it wasn't until the world shut down where i was like can i keep doing this is this the time to sit here and try to do something else? Because, you know, I feel like we all had that moment of, like, all right, well, now that everything's slowed down and I'm not really busy anymore, might as well figure out what I'm actually going to do. And so that's how I found Warsaw. Um, and I was talking to uh, the recruiter out here. I had a conversation with the director of the program. And my conversation with her was, like, as if I was on the phone with my best friend, like, as if we had known each other for years, as if we were just – Ner- Nerdy out about sports and i'm like wow and here's a sports business program led by a woman yeah that that's not happened right ever <laughs> and it's a great program led by a woman and so i was like this is exactly what i need see i mean this is hard like this is like um like as far as rigor it feels like the of the sports business program it's very hard it's mm-hmm. not easy like but everything is there like the whole foundation to get you to like where you need to go that's here it's not comfortable i mean i love oregon for for what it is like i i moved out here sight unseen i had never seen eugene right but i was like this is where you always this is where my next step is i was like nike's in portland eugene's not portland eugene is eugene for whatever it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so what i hear you saying for people who for the black community here who who has this fear of not being accepted for the black community outside of here. Because as you can see, as you walk into Eugene, that it's different. It's, it's a bubble. It's, it's, we, we do things in a way that just isn't done a hundred miles up the road, right? It's not done a hundred miles south of the road. So it's like Eugene is what it is. And so for what I hear you saying, is like go, be, be. it's the same situation that we talked to white folks, be uncomfortable, be who you are and take it where you go and you will find the people that you need to be. If it's something that you need and it's not here, if, even if it comes to being like, I mean, for, for a lot of the stuff here as we talk about a lot is identity. Identity um, politics, identity crisis, identity um, affirmation, identity period. And so we're for black, black and biracial folks. And so um, indigenous people, I, I mean, I need to have more on my show. I have a lot of people in my life who are indigenous and conversations are different that way. Um, and people of color, Latin folks, Latinx, I have a bunch of people in my life that way. Conversations are more similar to, to black conversations, but still different. So when I'm talking to black folks, biracial black, to, to feel like you're not black enough to like go and connect in another black community, that, like Atlanta, it's like what you're saying, Like you came here with no sight unseen, no black people and to be around, and you brought who you were to whatever is going to be here because this is where you needed to be. You take you take what you've learned
1: and what experiences you have and you plug it in. There are, there are people that will look at me and think that I'm not black enough. Right. Like, okay, why? Because I'm light-skinned? Because, like, you, you don't know me, but you will look at me and think, oh, you know, you're mixed with something, so you might not be black. Well, everything about me is, I mean, I, we went to African American history museums for vacation. <laughs> like, my first vivid memory of my mom, like, like, was Black History Month when they told me I couldn't do my report on a black person unless there was a book in the library. So she went and ordered the book, and it was in the library. <laughs> and I donated the book, and it was in the library. And I, so you're gonna sit here and tell our students that they can't celebrate their black culture if there's not a book in the library? Cool, we'll fix it. Like, that was my first, you're gonna sit here trying to tell me I'm not black? Like, what does that mean? What this does was that like, mean? Up, this is what I grew up around. These are the people that pushed me to do things. Oh, well, if they're not going to let Aaron do a report on Black History Month at the out of the library, guess we're all donating books to the library. Guess we're donating the documentary because you know my aunt's actually one that made a documentary. She has a documentary on the one person that she said what couldn't write about it, and this is exactly why I'm writing about it because this is why the documentary was made. This is why the books are made. This is why I'm now to the library for the next
0: young. But we should year. say something first. You went to a school. You went to a private school that was mostly white in a black in I went, in Atlanta. I went
1: to Suburbs that was like mixed. It was mixed. Right, anyway. right. Like middle class, middle class, black, white, like pretty good. Yeah, but I, that's one thing I remember. I know, I think the next year. My mom yelled at a teacher because we were drawing or coloring plantations. And one of the rules was to put your last name and plantation at the top of your plantation project turning and mom was like, we are not putting our last name and plantation on any project because that's not what we're like.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> oh,
1: like, this, is, this is me. You, you can't sit here and tell me these aren't my real experiences. These are my real, real life experiences and real things that my parents did not stand for. My family didn't stand for.
0: Oh my this God! Is what
1: I bring. These are the experiences that I bring when I'm like, you're not gonna sit here and tell me I'm in a historically black registered organization. You're gonna tell me I'm not black. That doesn't make any
0: sense. So these see, so people, are, people are believing. This is this is this is going. This is uh in a black community like you say it's the suburbs but this is in the black community in Georgia in Atlanta and so like you just said it's interesting that you said um, that you get the are you black enough because you're light skinned because we're the same okay. <laughs> same bullshit what does that mean right? well, like, okay yeah you know what I mean so it's, it's one of those things where it's like I don't have a question about who I am you don't have a question about who you are. They can question you all day long, but it's all about you. It's how long you're going to sit there and have that conversation, right? <laughs> like, go about your day. Do your thing. Don't let anybody define how black or not black you are. Like, here you are doing your thing. This is you doing your thing. This is it. That's it. That's it. That's, I mean, yeah. So. I, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Point blank done. I am. I'm so happy that you're here. And I know. Um, The one thing I I know, like when I was going to UBO and I I graduated late, like I had one degree when I was young and then I had, you know, children and marriage and blah, blah, blah and divorces and then my other degree, right? All the life that happened in between. I remember and I recall um, how just privileged and kind of nose up. The University of Oregon was in those in those classes that I was taking. And I say nose up, just like just snotty, like you know. Yeah. But it, yeah, for look for a state school, real snotty. So anyway, so, so um, at the same time, I would call meeting professors that you know were closer to my age, and I they were from Princeton, black person, a couple black people who were like, yeah, as soon as I'm done here, I'm out. And I was like, please stay, please stay. And they're like, no, I cannot. They don't stay. I cannot. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, they
1: don't stay. There's one, there's one, um, there is someone that works in, I don't even know what the offices are here. So I'm going to mess this completely up if, even if I try. So Go I'm ahead. Going to. <laughs> She's from Atlanta. Went to Kentucky State at HBCU in Kentucky, and now she's here. I said, "Wow, friend! Great journey that we both went on. But yeah. we're both here, and I'm like, How did you get out of here?" And she's like, "Worked out my PhD. How did you get? like?" Right. So I mean, it's the. I mean, we come out here for the same reason. It's like there are these opportunities, these great programs. And it's like the one thing that even gives us that, mm, should we go or not? Is like, are people going to be there? Are we going to be accepted there? Are there going to be people that listen to like what we're going through? Like I, I sit in classes where I'm like, Ooh, like, do I know enough? But they let me in, like they saw something in me. I'm, I'm clearly on a different path. And I say that all the time when I'm doing my stuff is like, I come from a creative path, learning business. But imagine being a creative, knowing, and being able to do. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm not just the, oh, just give me some graphic designer to make. But that wasn't me anyway, because my degree is in strategic communications, and I just don't happen to be able to design. Right. But since you're not hearing that either, let me go ahead and get my MBA. But there are some people that go straight from, like, you know, where you're privileged. And you graduate, and you get your first job. Here I am for the second time. Right. Trying to prove that. This is this is my ability, and I need you guys to let me in the door, give
0: me like a seat at the table. Right, right, because you like you just said your your privilege is in the black community. You could get connected real quick. You got people who would get you a job wherever on top notch and be no problem. But you're trying to do this this on your own, right? This is what you want to do, and And I so happens
1: to be in that wave where it's like there aren't a lot of us over here. I think the last report that I read is that three percent of creatives. And like creatives are black, three percent.
0: That can't be okay, right. That's, that's, it was like three percent or something like that. I found
1: a report. It was like graphic designers or something. Oh, in graphic design. Okay, okay,
0: I see what you're are, saying. Okay. Are, are, are black or
2: something like that?
1: Yeah. And I was like, okay, now put that into black sports creatives.
0: Mm-hmm. You dropped that down to less than one percent. That gotta
1: be like a like a point zero. Like, right. There's not a lot of us. So when I see people like that, and I'm like doing something like I just watched um, a girl become the first creative director in the SEC if you can do it you just open this door I was like wow did you just break this ceiling like did you just break this like no way like of course I was like decided for her like don't right. know her. this is, my, this is my, my twitter bestie
0: yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so inspired uh, but I'm like you broke this barrier for people I was like I don't know if Nike's ever had a creative director I don't know if right. You know, I'm going to be put in a place. The fact that the fact of the matter is there are so many places for us to be like, I am the first, blah, 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 blah. Right. Like we're in 2021 and there are still some firsts that haven't happened. Right. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I love to hear you say it because I want people, I want people from here. I want people who are here and who are feeling like, like dampened down. Like we're feel they're feeling lower than what they can do. And what you're saying and what I'm hearing is that there are people out there that are breaking that are breaking ceilings and keeping the gate open like and, bring, yeah. and bringing through. So get out of your comfort zone. Get get past the fear and go to where you're need, Go to where you're being called. So, you know, go to where you feel. And it, it's going to be different even if it's going the opposite direction. Like you're coming away from community. If they're going to community, it's still a journey. It's still a journey. But I think you should experience it. Like get out and experience. Where, where
1: you go right if that's what you want if you want support if you're closed off and you're like i can do it on my own then you're gonna put yourself into like a little rabbit hole but like if you at least branch out and say like hey like whatever like reach out to this person they know this is not like reach out to this person they know like i randomly ran into somebody walking through the building who saw my lanyard my Delta lanyard and was that you're a delta and i'm like what do i have all that stuff and you know i end up finding out that he's a captain he's just like hey you know new to the area like you know if you ever just you know like are you hungry i'll make you a meal like yeah whatever like that type of i didn't know you except for i walked past you in the hallway yeah and you're like let me know i already know i've been here since blah blah blah. you let me know i'm just like wow such a nice like that that's that's community
0: that's community That's it. it like I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't understand. Like, if you can't walk by and see somebody that's going to be like, I got you, you need me, me. And I'm just like, that,
0: that's, what, that's it. That's it. That's it. that we need. Girl, you realize how hard that is? Um, for people who are in pain, it's hard. And I. that's why I'm so happy that you're here. I have a train that goes by that's going by right now. Um, I'm so happy that you're here to so that people can see it see it see the joy see the livelihood see the ambition and see the the lack of of question in in your journey because more people of color everywhere need to see it but especially here up in the pacific northwest we need to Recognize when we see it, and, and like like you said, give a nod. Understand we're together in this. Uh, like, yeah. understand that there's community even if there's two of us, right? So um, I think that, that it's beautiful, and I'm so glad to, I, that I met you. And we met, you know, we were introduced like through our hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, right? Is right? how the connection went, and so I want to give a, a shout out to Cassie. Um, thank you. <laughs> And, uh I, I just i I hope that you stay in touch with me I want to, if you need help finding the the coast or the, the waterfalls or the skiing Good. look Let the, the weather stop whatever it's doing. oh it doesn't I stop that, that. I the spring and the summer is what we wait on so girl it doesn't stop okay let me let me school you real quick let me school you okay <laughs> it won't stop doing this until about May and then June. And then it should get warm in July, <laughs> right? Yeah, but but because of but because of global warming, warming, it's been it's been getting warmer earlier. Like we were, it was pretty warm by June last year. You know what I'm saying? But there had there was a year in recent years that it snowed in like April. So I mean, you know, it, it's all it's all whatever. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. So <laughs> that's how, that's how that's how you know you're in Oregon. You don't know. You got everything. You got a coat. You got an umbrella. You got a T-shirt, yeah, all of it for the whole day. You gotta be Every able to. My
1: windshield wiper stopped working, so that's what I need fixed. It's supposed to be nice, quote unquote, for a minute. Is so it? As soon as it rains. As soon as it rains, i don't have a windshield wiper, so I don't know where I'm going. As soon as it rains, I'm gonna
0: look like can't, hmm, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> nope, sure can't. Okay. Well, I enjoy it. Thank you so much. Did you have uh, drop your website real quick? And did you have anything else you wanted to add before we jump off? Uh um, no. If, if, if
1: i'll drop my website my website is working it's a working website working in and in progress um i don't know what i'm gonna finish it
0: okay um, you put it on the so chat you can connect my
1: um i see my resume's on there, my portfolio's on there. yeah it's good i like
0: that i was like look at all the work you've done
1: My 25th birthday was my it's my personal campaign my commitment to myself to like this is when you're going to start doing stuff for you like i find so much joy in doing things for other people but like time to do things for myself that's right finish my website i'm going to get that launched i'm going to find an internship for the summer that pays me um and, you know, I'll be here until
0: 2022, until I leave out here with my degree. Until you get it done. So you have a connection in me. You have support in me. So don't don't let that go. And you also, everybody has ErinHartville.com right there in the comments. I want to say that loud for the people on my on my uh, podcast. And uh, and everybody else, if you have uh, anything that you want to say or connect with her, there she is. And Aaron, like I said, I'm—I adore you. I think you are amazing. I'm excited that you're here, and I am just like—I'm just out the roof with it. So um, thank you so much for coming on my show. I hope you come back again.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. You are so welcome. Come back again. Be on my show again,
1: please. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Oh, we got we got all kinds of things to talk about. Look, I'm taking notes out here talking. I'm like, we're going to talk about that some more. We're going to talk about that some more. Oh, yeah, we got you. We got you. All right, girl, I will let you go. And I want to thank everybody for coming and watching. And please check her out on her uh, Instagram and on her, her uh, web page. And uh, I will see you again next week after my birthday. My birthday is March 5th. And I am going to have a group of people. I know. I'm going to have a group of people here. uh I don't know how I'm gonna do it quite yet, and we're gonna do a little birthday something on the seventh. So I hope to see all of y'all there. Let's do it. Yes. All right, girl. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.